Yeah. Some non-zombie related junk. <laughs> okay. This is an interactive piece. A soldier spot, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Do you have the camera though? You don't have to respond sure. now okay. if you don't want to. Uh, I'm just going to pose something, and then I'll ask a response whenever you want. Um, blow me. <laughs> no, thank you. Maybe um, later. Basically, this is a poem of sorts, but it's mostly questions. I'm going to ask you a whole shitload of questions, and I'm going to expect some kind of answer. You can do it now. I would expect a few at least now. Um, you can write a question. Is it like a cackling thing where you, you ask a question and we yell an answer? It, this doesn't have to be a quiz. This is just whatever you think. Can we just spout off whenever we want to? Put the lotion on its skin. There is a book right here. This is my writing book. What's going to happen is whenever I'm done with this, it's not done. This is still a work in progress. I will take whoever's responses or what and add it to this. I will, of course, um, attribute every part that belongs to every person. Anyone that knows me knows I'm all about artistic integrity. Hence the name He-Man Productions, so I don't forget people. Part of the reason. Shut up, Aaron. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, everyone. I saw that look. I knew what it meant. So, uh, just so I can steal his ideas and still not feel guilty. <laughs> so, there we go. This is uh, Plato's Paradox. What if Plato was right, and there are eternal truths? Ethereal knowledge that exists independent of humans, just waiting for us to grasp. What if all knowledge was not the product of human ingenuity, but just our ability to latch onto these truths? We can reach and hold them, but never with our hands. Feel them, but never touch them. What if he was right, but off by a few millennia? Maybe it was a prophetic vision, just waiting for technology to catch up. Some access code or binary formula that taps us into ultimate knowledge. What if you could instantly know anything you wished and substitute lifetimes of training for a momentary flash? Bach and Bruce Lee, Socrates and Einstein, Lenin and Nietzsche, all of their skill, yours with ease. What if you knew everything? Nothing would be out of your reach. Would you become a god among men or covertly use your power to reign? Would you be a benevolent benefactor and teach instead? Would you share your knowledge? Would you share your power? Or would it drive you insane? Madless that only a genius could know. With no questions left to answer, would why I exist haunt your existence? Would life lose its flavor? Would you spend your life bored, obsessed with trying to locate something you don't know, only to realize it's all been done? Would your heart be left twisted and wrung dry? As your mind grew, would you scar yourself or stand in the freezing rain, just to remember what it was like to feel? Would you allow knowledge to make you cold and bitter? Would you allow it to make you a monster, an immoral beast who did only because he couldn't be stopped? If absolute knowledge corrupts, would you lose your humanity at the very moment you understood what it meant to be human? What if you could know anything you ever wanted? What's stopping you? I got something to say. First of all, you totally fucked with me because I thought you were talking about Dana Plato. <laughs> well, who the fuck is Dana Plato? <laughs> I don't know, but I heard the name somewhere and you said Plato, I'm like, okay. Thanks. I meant Plato, the philosopher. And Dana Plato was like, like which Lenin, Lenin, right? Which Lenin? Did you Lenin? John, Lenin? Okay, I was going to uh, John. Give me Lenin or um, Nikolai or John? I went Bob and Bruce Lee so that it was not just a matter of intellectual skill, but intellectual skill that can translate into physical. 
Yeah. When you're talking about Bach, was it Johann Sebastian Bach? Because <laughs> I'm a little confused, you know, I, I'm hearing... Sebastian Bach. Who <laughs> did Sebastian Bach? <laughs> 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 I was wondering if you called me a dickhead, it had to come out. Learning is more fun than the acquisition of knowledge, I think. Now, any of us, well, before I continue, and I'll listen to you in just a sec. Um, we've all, at our school, have pretty much mostly attended the Socrates Cafe, mm -hmm. where all you really do is ask a bunch of questions. So that's basically what I've done. Listen to a bunch of idiots. Yeah, Which at yeah. least this room was a little bit called, yeah, the, we called the herd, higher concentration of intelligence. But, yeah. Yeah. so I asked you a whole shitload of questions. Now give me the answer. If there was, if I had no full, no access of information, if I could not progress any farther than where I was, and I was quote-unquote perfection, I would create a race of lesser beings to live vicariously through their ignorance. Would this knowledge allow you to do that, to create people? You said perfect knowledge. Okay. Alright. Well, maybe that's what God did. <laughs> you said something about spreading in the first thing. So then maybe you, maybe, yeah, maybe what happened then? Was what whoever God is was a man in the previous universe and came to this level? Go ahead. Okay, I would say that if I were able to have all knowledge, I think as Edgar Allan Poe argued in *The Power of Words*, um, I forget the names of the two quote-unquote angels or whatever that argue, and they say that to have all knowledge would be kind of depressing. So, there has to be at least something that God himself doesn't know, at least according to that story. So, I think that I love learning, but when I learn something, it's like an insatiable lust just takes you over with learning, because you always want to learn more, and you always want to learn more. So, if you got to the point where there's nothing left to learn, then what's the value in existence? Yeah, you know everything, but who cares? You have nothing more to learn. That's the point. Well, then, then you share. I intended to speak to just one person to to mm -hmm. apply it to yourself. I had got that same impression. Okay. I did too. It seemed like the whole world was going to be. The whole world would have all this knowledge? Yeah. At the beginning, no, at the beginning, it, it, at the beginning, it's like anybody can have it, but then you focus it and say, okay, one person, what would you do with it, who has it, or how would you acquire it, what would you do with it, so you started to be specific with an individual. So what would be the difference, the difference in implications then? If everybody had this knowledge, would it be any different than if just one person had all this knowledge? Of course it would. Yes, because then we'd be the board. <laughs> well, let's say, let's say this one person had all this knowledge, right? And as I asked several times ago, would you spread and teach and all that? Yep. Would you then allow everyone else to have that knowledge that you have? No, I would be a Muppet pastor. A Muppet pastor? Yes. No, Muppet pastor. <laughs> Go ahead, tell me what you were saying. No, he said Muppet Pasha. I said he didn't agree with any religion. <laughs> uh, Could absolute knowledge be considered a religion? Is that how many people define God? Uh, unless there is some outside extra force that did create everything, and there would be that would be the ultimate perspective because it would be from the creator's perspective. Mm -hmm. Well, 
rather than from the created. Which links itself. It doesn't link itself. Christians adopted a lot of it. Duh. But, um, oh, oh, right. It's, right, let me. No, right after you. Um, yeah, as soon as I finish. Um, is that there's just these truths sitting out there that knowledge is something separate of the human mind, and that when we come to know knowledge, we grasp one of these things that already exists. That this knowledge exists independent of us. Yes, because the, the chemical components of, say, gold existed long before we knew anything about how to divide it down to its smallest parts. Yes. So you say that translates to science. Why wouldn't it? Explain. Well, we all had DNA before, you know, 50 years ago before we knew DNA existed. We still had it. So yes, there is existence outside of knowledge because... There is knowledge outside of... Existence? Okay. No, there's existence outside of outside of active knowledge. Something exists without us knowing about it. Something yeah. can exist without us knowing about it. Like there are galaxies and whatever. There's probably life somewhere in the universe that we will never know exists, but that does not preclude it from existing. Just like if there's this exact discussion going on somewhere, 12 billion light years away on the other edge of the galaxy, they might be having the same conversation. Is there any other intelligent life at this very well? You're talking about the unknown and undiscovered. I think you're talking about insubstantial. I was, because I felt that's how um, Plato was describing it. But this conversation can go anywhere. But he was, he was not necessarily an existential philosopher. He was a little bit more of a... Um, Substances? Yeah, he was a materialist philosopher, but not in the acquisition of things, but in a... This reality versus some sort of unknown extra-dimensional sort of somewhere. I can touch the result of knowledge. This is the touch knowledge itself. No, of course you can't. In Plato's view, I mean, you're going basically directly from the world of forms, you know, philosophy he had, and his view, in a sense. He sort of fulfills uh, a, like, a Maslow slash uh, Carl Rogers kind of psychology thing of saying that, you know, there's some sort of perfect circle yeah. thing that exists, but you can't ever really get the perfect circle in, in, in a physical reality. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you don't necessarily draw from the idea of the, of the circle, but yeah. you can't get that. No matter what you do, you can't get that. Yeah. And that, that's... And so I can see where you're coming from with this, because, I mean, science, in a sense, does yeah. sort of draw from these sort of and it's abstract, perfect, absolutes kind of sense. Yeah. You try to create, and then we would create something that's lesser, obviously, in the end. Well, of course. Um, Science creates technology right the other way around. Okay. Yeah. I think both of them might be probably feed off of each other. So he mentioned a word. He said absolutes. One, is absolute knowledge possible? Two, if it were, no. What? what I think it exists. I don't think we're ever going to know. For the individual. To know infinity? How good? I mean, it's pretty good bees to know infinity. Material pleasures in this world that just knowledge alone doesn't matter. Aaron, do you have anything? You look like you were thinking. Okay. See, he admitted he doesn't think. I suppose you would, but would you want to? Once having it, would you ever want to let it go? Are you kidding? Think about, think about some of the superheroes that exist in the comics. They all of a sudden experience this vastly overwhelming either power or knowledge or whatever. 
and it, at some point or another, it drives them absolutely crazy. Yeah. Where some of them are driven over the edge, and some of them are able to harness it and utilize Costume it. vigilantes. Well, right. But if, if um, it's just like with anything else. Some people can handle more of fill-in-the-blank than somebody else. That's just part of our either intellectual, physical, or emotional capacity. Some people have more than others. If any one of us was to actually be able to have a conversation more or less in person with God, any one of us would consider him crazy. He would be very neurotic. He, to us. Because we because do not possibly have the ability to comprehend his mind. But well, see, he, and that's why they say insanity and genius is a thin line. What was that movie and there was a play called Proof with the mathematician? Have you seen that? Nope. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've seen um, it. Actually, the art center just did it. Yeah. Um, Not too long ago. And he's a mathematician. Well, in his dying days, he actually discovers this this formula for so I don't know what for God knows it's math. Um, Give me a minute to finish this up. And and nobody thinks that he did, but he did. But he actually did. It, it kind of he left the ship on notebooks. Mess messed with his head. Yeah, math will do that. It's, yeah, well, math it's, does that anyway. I love math, by the way. Thank you. I, I well, do, too. I'm living on my math. math but it's going to suck, though. You make, like, this many journals, and you got a four in a place where it's supposed to be a two. And well, Bertrand Russell and uh, Alfred Whitehead spent, what, 30-odd years writing Principia Mathematica, okay. trying to redefine mathematics, and after 30 years of trying to do that, they were ultimately shown to basically have failed. So they spent 30 years researching something pretty serious. Wow. And they were both extremely intelligent men and they just weren't able to do it. Yeah, I want to come back to a point that you said just a minute ago. Now there is one philosopher, and I want to say it's Craig Sinnott Armstrong, he's, he's a modern era philosopher, that and he might have also been quoting someone else, but he said something like, better a Socrates unsatisfied than a pig satisfied. So for you ever to attain a certain higher level than a lower level being, He's saying that you would never want to be that oh, lower level of being. Mm -hmm. Even if you weren't satisfied being this smarter, better, greater, more powerful being, nice. you would never want to be anything less than you are. Even well, if it made you happy. On the same respect, if you're rich, you don't want to be poor. If you have worked your way up to be rich, wealthy, you don't want to go back to being poor again. I mean, it's the same. Now, the point of this is you didn't work yourself up to it. It came with ease. Well, that's what he said. You could become Nietzsche and John Lennon in you an hour. You know, you could write a symphony that would have taken Beethoven or Bach their entire lifetime to finally reach that level of skill. <laughs> you would know their entire knowledge in a minute. You would no, know that's... all of martial arts at a flick. All would be a matter of is your choice. Hey, wait. Then what's, then what's the point? It's the Matrix. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was going to say this, and it kind of slipped my mind. So I'm glad that you said that. When you say you could have all these ridiculous skills like this, you would have absolutely no respect for them because they came too easy. It's just like being born into money. You're so wasteful and so... Such a, a lot of rich kids are just a waste of life because they've never ever had to struggle. And it's the same thing with... If all of a sudden tomorrow I was the best musician that's ever existed, who would, I wouldn't really care that much because I didn't have to work for it. It wasn't something that I really put blood, sweat, and tears into to be cliché really invest yourself into to actually acquire it. Um, 
I don't think that's necessarily true, because even if you do instantaneously gain all knowledge on a given subject, for example, let's say, um, martial arts. For example, if I was to gain perfect knowledge right now, I couldn't do any of them, even if I was perfect on them. I'm, I'm physically unfit, I'm not coordinated, I don't have the precision and whatnot. I could teach you to be the master martial artist if you are physically fit for it. I can hone you, but I personally do not have the ability to do that. So that can give me a drive to improve myself. I still have room for improvement. Perfect knowledge does not alter what you are, physically speaking. I like that actually, That's for two reasons. So what, oh, one reason. Go ahead, finish what you're saying. My, uh, oh God, no, a few <laughs> you know, when I started learning martial arts, and I've, and I've been, and I'm out of practice right now, so I'm partly rested. When I, when I first started learning martial arts when I was at the age of seven, uh, my instructor, he was old enough that he fought in the Korean War, right? So, and he was a Marine, true, but, and yeah, he took himself out. By the time that I was starting to learn all the higher level stuff and stuff like that, it was entirely out of a high kicking sport, alright? He couldn't actually physically show me half of it. Now, I was able to perform it, I couldn't have done that and got my second year of black belt, I had to be able to do it. But, he couldn't do it to show me, but he still taught. So that's exactly exactly, and so that's exactly true. Kind of and he may have been able to do it better in his prime than you'll ever exactly. be able to do in life. So the question is, where would you go with this? If you had the knowledge, let's say, and your body couldn't perform what you knew to be true, what you knew to be the way to do things, would you become some miserable, depressed asshole because you had so much knowledge to do everything and lack the ability to do it, the physical capabilities? Or would you become benevolent and teach as many people as you could what you couldn't do? I would do this. It depends on the day. I would teach other people and I would see, the, this is a bit of Gnosticism, but I would see their achievements as a reflection upon myself. Now, if I was a complete arrogant asshole and um, bitter, I wouldn't teach anyone. Because if I can't do what I should be able to do, because I don't know better than them ever, if you have perfect knowledge, you could go ahead and get into, uh, you know, whatever uh, possibly undiscovered branch of science that currently exists, and figure out ways to reverse any genetic damage that your body had, and you could, through your knowledge, make either cybernetic technology or biological whatever to alter your body, thereby making it capable of... In a, of doing all those physical things. True, you can't see. That, 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 of course, is assuming that a quote-unquote super-soldier type process is possible, yeah. But you wouldn't be able that you to could it all by yourself. Well, with my knowledge of current technology, nanotechnology, and where biology is currently going, absolutely, without question. That's it possible. be possible, but as far as we know, it's not something that's been proven. Yeah, you just mentioned two geniuses that thought they could redefine math. Well, they, can, uh, well, they can't redefine a 5,000-year-old subject in 30 years. You but can't. The, the work obviously showed promise to continue in 30 years. They showed promise to themselves. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. Just I don't. I don't know that. And and some of the things that they did prove actually did push forward. Math, which ironically, some of the things that they proved were then able to be used later on to disprove their ultimate end result. The same problem. Well, he he had um, he had this perfect he had this idea that, that the universe had already always existed, must always exist, etc. He wanted to be perfect because it reflected his view on you know religion right. and spirituality. But every single advancement he gets, you know, 
just proves that more and more and more and more, and then he dies a very unhappy man. Yeah, yeah. Here's a question I had. If you had, if you had perfect knowledge, how would you go about that in, uh, assuming that you progressed in a scientific field or something of that nature, how would you go about saying, I, I have perfect knowledge, I can do all this. You could succeed in anything that requires only the knowledge, in math, for example, you can succeed perfectly in anything you do, but there are going to be people who are going to say, you don't have yes, perfect knowledge, that's impossible. Anything you do prove is mere coincidence. At what, how would you go about that? I, mean, how I know how I will get myself out of this conversation. We are beings that are far from this. So, our ability, currently, to understand something that is beyond our ability to actually ever have or experience, it, it, it's, it's all... It's all a lot of it's a lot of circular reasoning because you're saying, well, if this, then this. If I could sprout wings, would I fly to the moon? Well, first of all, would I also evolve the body to be able to breathe in a vacuum or in at least in a non-atmospheric setting like space? There's no oxygen, so there's just too many things. There's too many potential variables based on this currently inaccessible knowledge that might completely mm -hmm. change the way that we actually would implement that knowledge if we had it. Looking at it from a point of view of science, but the, uh, on the other side of the coin, though, this room is full of artists of one form or another, and this conversation is very stimulating and inspiring for stories, R paintings, books. I don't disagree with I'm that, but I'm... going to stop you there. Finish what you're saying, and then I'm going to stop you. Okay. All I'm saying is that with perfect knowledge, the way we would handle it scientifically, metaphysically, whatever, would be different because we currently don't have it. So just like our understanding of something mundane, like say that you don't know Finnish, the language. Like you don't know what you will do with it until you have it. Right. You don't, you don't know how to drive that car, that particular car, until you have it. You need to learn all the features of it. You can't talk about, well, this is what I would do with a Jaguar if I owned one. Well, how do you know? Unless you've studied it or have you actually driven one or even owned one. You can't know what all the functions are. Mm -hmm. So until you have that knowledge in your hands or mind or books or whatever, then you can't know for sure how you would how you would implement it because it will be different when you have it because you will know more. Okay. Wow, that took forever. Wow. So this is called Plato's paradox. Like I am not writing anything else to that. I expect everyone who wants to to finish it. So there is that. I can give you more copies. There is some scrap paper. There is my actual writing notebook. Please put your name by anything you write. If you have any thoughts on this, please write it down. I just Aaron, gave you a bunch of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Now I gotta do it. Well, I, it's also on tape. Mm -hmm. Aaron, if for some reason you have any thoughts on this, like I said, I'm not finishing this piece. Brian, he already said he wasn't thinking. He was just listening. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know Aaron has thoughts. He's lying. If you have any more thoughts, I would like people to finish this for me. So basically I'm being lazy. He's like, I'm lazy. No, right. no, I don't know how to answer these questions. Well, I don't think anybody here does really. Exactly. That's the point. Okay. It's a paradox, isn't it? Well, kind of. It doesn't matter how you answer the damn thing. You're going to be wrong one way or another. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So, 
There's lots of paper. You can either do it now, you can do it later. But eventually this will be a collaborative piece. All I ask is that you put your name by your piece so I know who did what. So I can properly identify whose material is this. Alright, who's up next?